0: back to another episode of Military Fi and today we're going to talk about 12 habits that will help you find financial freedom. So everybody wants to have money that they can spend that's just laying around but if you follow these 12 money saving tips or advice you may be in the top tier of the 1%. So number one, you want to set life goals. So the first thing you need to ask yourself is what is financial freedom to you? So a general desire and understanding of financial freedom is just kicking it on the beach, relaxing, drinking Mai Tais, or whatever your favorite drink may be, or playing with your kids. It all depends. Everybody has a different understanding of what financial freedom is. But the first thing you need to do is draw it out, map it out, write it down, set your life goals. They say if you write it down, there's a better chance of it coming forward and it actually happening because you taking the time to sit down and actually write out your goals you're more in tune to actually make those things happen and the more you write them down the more you're probably going to end up doing them because they're hard set in your mind then the next thing you want to do is once you set down these life goals is you want to actually make a budget this is something that I've spoke about a lot of different times already it's actually getting your budget in order and understanding where your money is going. So you wanna make a monthly household budget and do your best to stick to it. I understand, and so many people understand, they wane to the left, to the right of their monthly budget, and that's okay. Don't be too hard on yourself, don't be stuck on it, but you do have to get strict later on. It's understandable that in the first month, you may stray to the left, to the right, 100, 200, maybe even $300. So you wanna make a budget. So let's back up two steps though. One of the first things you wanna do is actually have an emergency fund. So you won't dip into your budget and you won't strain to the left and to the right for those unexpected expenses that pop up. So make your monthly budget and you stick to it. The best way to guarantee that all your bills are paid and your savings is on track is to write it down. You'll continually notice this common theme of writing stuff down. It's also a regular routine that enforces your goals and bolsters resolve against the temptation to splurge. Once you have a budget and you have discipline, you can stick to it. Then the next thing you want to do is you want to pay off credit card debts in full. Credit cards and similar high interest consumer loans are very, very toxic to your wealth being because you're paying the credit card companies essentially to use your own money. That's just taking money out of your own pocket, and that's something that you don't want to do. So things like student loans, mortgages, and similar loans typically have a much lower interest rate, but paying them off is not an emergency. So high interest cards, such as things that cost you 10, 12, 15, 20, 30%, you want to get those out of your life ASAP. I mean, like yesterday. Because if you're paying that kind of debt and you're paying that kind of interest, it's just eating away and you're just going to continually be spinning your wheels in place so you don't want to have those types of credit cards in place so you want to build your emergency fund make a budget then pay off your credit cards because once you have emergency fund you won't have to depend on those credit cards to save you out of those emergencies and once again you want to write it down what type of expenses you're actually putting on your credit card so you can actually you can actually just download all your last purchases I would recommend do the last 60 days so you can get a good snapshot of exactly what you're spending your money on then break it down make a budget see how much money you can put towards the savings for your emergencies go back write down everything that you need to save for and start it so that brings me to number four create automatic savings what you can't see, you don't know is there. What I mean is, pay yourself first. If your money is already getting taken out your your check, you don't never see the money, so you don't know. My advice is you go with the online bank, that way you can't access the money and you can't spend it and you want to make it hard for you to get access to that money. So you want to pay yourself first. Enroll in your employers retirement plan if they have one even better if they have a match make sure you contribute up to that match for example let's say your employer is contributing $100 for every $100 that you can commit to your savings plan that's a free hundred dollars that you can have for your savings so you should make full use of this matching contribution benefit also do the maximum amount you can afford to get taken out Do the max amount you can afford to actually have come out your bank account ideally the money should be pulled the same day you receive your paycheck or you don't see it at all do your best to make sure you put this money to the side and you don't spend it that you don't even see it that way you can never touch it never touch your hands never is in your bank account you don't even have the chance to actually spend it but make it hard to get to but easy to get to what I mean is if you do need this money do not put so many roadblocks in your way that the emergency becomes a even more emergency so however keep all keep in mind that the recommended amount of savings is on you so maybe a thousand dollars is good for you maybe ten thousand dollars is good for you maybe six thousand everybody's financial situation is is different. So don't judge your financial situation based off your friends. That's what gets a lot of people in trouble nowadays is they're trying to AKA keep up with the Joneses. So don't try and do that. You're here in this for you and your loved ones or whatever your why is. So that brings me in the number five. So did you know there's two times in your life when you can start saving? The past and now the present. But there's nothing like the present. So start investing now. So you can begin saving now. You may have to save more to get to your destination than prior to you saving in the past had you started. But the important thing is to start saving now. Don't try to be a stock picker or trick yourself into doing these fast, get-rich-quick schemes. No, slow and steady wins the race, just like the saying goes the tortoise and the hare, slow and steady wins the race. So you want to do different things that can increase your savings over time. Begin to educate yourself on stocks, on pigs, on employee 401ks, put money to the side, stick to your budget, discipline. Write these things down, just like I said. Did you know something about compound interest? Compound interest means your money is making money it's making money. I like to put it as, My dollars are having little baby dollars. So the magic of compound interest will help your money increase exponentially over time. But you need a lot of time to achieve meaningful growth. Remember that. Time is your friend. They say money can buy happiness. That's not true. Money's a vehicle for other things. Money will get you to where you need to be. That's all it will do. It can't buy happiness, it can't buy anything. Time is the most important commodity. Money can help you get your time back because if you have passive income, now you don't have to work as hard and trade your time for money. So that's what you want to do is get your self-education on how to be better and with money and money smart. So you want to open an online brokerage account. If you want a stock pig, you want to begin to understand how to budget You want to do different things and continue to educate yourself. So now we have a budget, you're writing things down, you're educating yourself. Next thing is watch your credit. Your credit score determines what interest rate you're offered when you're buying a new car, you're financing a home. It impacts things seemingly unrelated to things that you would never even think, such as car insurance, life insurance, premiums. So you want to watch your credit. You never know. There could be things on your credit that you didn't even open, accounts that you, you never knew about. You want to keep your credit clean because those high-interest credit cards could be coming from accounts that you didn't open. Maybe somebody has your identity. So I recommend checking your credit every quarter. So that would be three times, four times a year every three months. I would check my credit. That's how I do it for myself. Some people say every six months. Nowadays, I say every quarter. There are so many different apps out there like CreditKarma.com, um, Experian. They even have free credit check where you can get it done uh, twice a year. So you want to always watch your credit. The reason behind this is someone with a reckless financial habits is also likely to be reckless in other aspects of their life, such as uh, like drinking and driving. So it's more important for you to get a credit report at regular intervals to make sure there are no erroneous black marks or uh, other things of that nature that are ruining your credit. So let's say you did find something on your credit report that's not even you. You didn't do it. You want to call up those creditors and you want to negotiate. So so many people are hesitant to negotiate for goods and services services. And they're worried about seeming cheap. Why do you care? Personal finance is personal. Don't think don't worry about what other people think. You're trying to improve yourself for you, not for others. Don't try and keep up with the Joneses. So overcoming this cultural handicap and uh can save you thousands of years, thousands of dollars a year. Small businesses in particular tend to be open to negotiation. For example, you never know if you go to your local butcher or uh, a mom and pop store you may go in there and you you're used to spend a hundred dollars but let's say you go in there and you negotiate for groceries you know why what's the worst they can tell you no no you're going to pay that hundred dollars at least you try you'll never know maybe that that small business may be open to giving you 10 15 off to keep your business because your dollars are the ones that keep them in business so they rather give you that 80 dollars Um, grocery bill than for you to not even come back and spend that $80 with them at all. So use that negotiation tip. Continue to negotiate. And always continue to educate yourself. That's number eight. Continuous education is important because things in life, they change constantly. Rules, regulations, taxes, the game is always changing. You want to stay abreast of every situation. So you want to review all the changes that happen in tax law. You want to ensure that all adjustments and deductions are maximized when you do file your taxes. Keep it all well. Financial news and developments in the stock market. Knowledge is power and power is knowledge. Remember that. Knowledge is also the best defense against those who prey on unsophisticated investors to turn a quick buck. So if somebody does come to you with a get rich quick scheme, if you have knowledge and you have the understanding of how budgeting works, how finances work, you won't fall victim to these situations and these get-rich-quick schemes because you're going to be able to eye them from a mile away when somebody says, oh, yeah, you want to invest $1,000, I'll get you $10,000 in two weeks. Come on. If it sounds too good to be true, probably is. So that brings me to number nine, which is proper maintenance. Taking good care of your cars, um, all your property that you have will save you Hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not tens of thousands of dollars. It can save you a lot of money. One thing a lot of people have a problem with is consumer finance. For example, they go out, they buy the Gucci, the Fendi, the Prada. They're worried about how they look, but their bank account has zeros in it. So you don't want to be one of those people. If you take good care of what you already own, you'll be fine. That being said, we're going to go on to number 10 which is live below your means. By living below your means, you're mastering what's called a frugal lifestyle. You wanna have this mindset in everything. You wanna go back to steps one and two and stick to your budget. Do you really need that brand new bag? Do you really need a brand new car? Do you really need this or that? These are the things that you wanna ask yourself when you're in the stores. You don't necessarily always need the best of the best of the best. Do you really need, let's for let's say Colgate toothpaste. Is Colgate toothpaste any better than AIM toothpaste? No, they both get your teeth clean. they both do the job. But AIM toothpaste is at least a dollar less, if not more than Colgate. The only reason why you buy Colgate or another top tier brand is because of marketing. They market to you. These are the things that you see on TV, and you say, oh, I like that smile, I want that smile. You don't see AIM commercials, but you see Colgate commercials. So when you go to the store, all you know is Colgate. So you buy Colgate without even thinking about it. Now you just spent $3 as opposed to spending 99 cents. So it's not a challenge to adopt a minimalist lifestyle or call to action to head to the dumpster when things you've hoarded over the years. Making small adjustments by distinguishing between the things you need and the things you want is financially helpful Over time, So I'm not saying go out and change your lifestyle like instantly. Just do these in small increments. Slowly begin to change your ways. Slowly begin to live below your means. I don't want you to jump in the deep end and just throw all your Gucci, Fendi, Prada, whatever high-end stuff you have away. No, make small changes because it's going to be a culture shock. And it is a different uh, lifestyle to live below your means. So now, once your finances are in control, you want to probably hire a financial advisor so now at this time you're probably stacking up a, quite a bit of money get a financial advisor even though you've educated yourself get somebody who has a degree in it. get somebody who's a little bit smarter with money than you are so they can guide you into the direction once you've gotten to a point where you amass a decent amount of wealth you want somebody that can educate you further now you can hire somebody to do your taxes now you can hire somebody to guide you down the path where you need to but remember, you have education now, so that person that you do hire, they can't just trick you into telling you this or that. You have a little bit of understanding about it. So last but not least, now that you have a little bit of money, take care of your health. A fit mind equals a fit body. A fit body can make you money. The money that you make, invest back into yourself and take care of yourself. If you don't have good health, There's no point in you amassing a a set amount of wealth because you can't enjoy it. Or maybe you're not doing that for yourself. You're doing it for your family members or your your kids or your wife. So take care of yourself. You never know what's going to happen. Always take care of yourself live a good life. So the bottom line, these 12 steps, they won't solve all your money problems, but they'll help you with healthy habits to get you on the path to financial freedom. So... Hopefully you like this episode and you take some of these tips to heart. If you did like this episode, hey, share it with some of your friends. I'm just a regular guy, just giving tips and tips of the trade, just trying to help people get to financial freedom. So thank you for listening. And remember to soldier up always.